0: Welcome back uh, to the Hyper Media Hosts. Always brought to me as always is Jonathan Harty.
1: And in the <laughs> <laughs> Let's
2: just talk over John. Yeah, and Emily Blake.
3: Who <laughs> <laughs> just laughs at
0: John? Uh, Hers is the cruelest. Yeah, because <laughs> she's pointing at you and laughing at the same time.
3: <laughs> i'm sitting right across from you so you yeah. can just like see my eyes <laughs> like, Our yes.
2: table is she small, so see, you're just he just poking sees in the face. seething hatred it's right. just
4: like this infinite galaxy
2: of- so there's our guest yeah. who- chris ortiz
4: yeah. what's going on people
0: uh chris i feel like we have to have you on at least once every october now oh, i be I, i'm more than
4: down I'm, I'm always down to talk about horror movies i mean it's always fun
0: so uh this week kicks off the guest choice uh, and Chris's first pick I had to turn down because it does not exist online anywhere. But your second pick was
4: Tales from the Crypt presents
0: Demon Knight.
2: Night, 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 night with a K.
0: I mean, it's about that epic. Um, but before we get into that, Chris, you have anything you want to plug right away? Uh
4: nothing at the moment right now. I don't think any of my friends have any new comic books coming out and stuff. Um I'm sitting alone in my house and everything, so I'll plug that.
2: Um sitting alone. So you in have something house. to plug.
1: So where can people find you though?
4: Oh, actually I do have something to plug. If anybody is interested, I am throwing a giant Halloween party um at the end of the month. Uh we do it every year. This is gonna be our tenth year. It's called the Haunted Manor. Uh we're on Facebook about it and everything. Uh we sell tickets, they tend to sell out and everything. We usually sell them to only about the first two hundred people. I could tell you right now, it is without hyperbole probably one of the best Halloween parties you will ever go to. In I enjoy Los Angeles. watching
2: your prep photos. Yes, yeah.
0: Will we, well, spent... we be invited this year? Uh, you two I like... are invited. Like, I like... I'm sure all of you were invited. I love guilting him that he has not invited us before. <laughs>
2: I thought we were invited last year. No, we were not. Oh. Although he well, thought he had invited you. us. Yeah,
0: see? Right, fuck you. Well everybody, it was, it was
4: Well, everybody, it was fantastic being on the podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at C. <laughs> No, like uh, we got written up last year for a Stranger Things themed um, house and everything on Nerdist, and uh, this year, even though we are not, we haven't not announced the uh, theme yet. I could tell you, we are going for broke once again.
2: So the theme is broke. They're broke.
4: <laughs> Something scary.
2: <laughs> Something- How scary is this? Are they going to, to, to be, be broken America?
4: No, actually, that did come up in the meetings where we were talking about. We're like, well, we could do it because it looks like team to Zeitgeist. So just all of us just went, no, we're not doing a fucking clown. Thank you. Like, I
0: mean, that is a friend of the show, Justin Meyer, who runs the L.A. Uh, hayrack Ride. They're doing clowns. I'm going time.
4: there next yeah. week. I'm yeah. looking yeah. forward to that. He was
0: supposed we'll to be know. on once this this time, and it just did not work out. It turns out, during the month of October, when you run a haunted hayrack ride, you You're don't busy. have a lot of time. Yeah.
4: Oh, uh, my friend! Actually, one of our friends, uh, Camille. i swear you got a number of you. I also know. I think you know. Also, like uh, God, I am word vomiting. But uh, she was talking to me about how when she does Halloween horror night, she she just doesn't have any time for anything
0: outside yeah, of I, it for Halloween. I bet it's it's Halloween intense.
2: horror nights gets annoying because it makes it hard for me to get to my storage unit at work.
0: How dare they! <laughs> Let's do a quick. Where have you been doing? I will go first. I've been reading Dark Knight's metal. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, that is the culmination of. 60 some issues of scott snyder writing batman uh he's been laying the groundworks for this event the whole time and it's paid off we've been reading it the whole time if you haven't that's still okay you should pick them up immediately it is probably the best story going on right now in comics uh the art's great the story's great characters are great everything about it is just balls to the wall awesome and each week there is a because the without going too into detail but they basically there's seven new Batman. And they're all the evilest versions of Batman, and it's if Batman killed one of the Justice League, absorbed his powers, and then went nuts. So the first two that have come out was um, Flash and then Cyborg, and they're two of the best single issues of comics I've ever read. Like they're just so good, but they're dark and twisted and fucked up and not what I thought they're going to be at all. But like I cannot recommend it highly enough. Like every book coming out that has metal on it is worth your time. That's it for me.
2: Did I or did you or one of us talk about Mother in previous podcasts? I forgot. Uh
0: no, we don't oh. we brought it up.
2: Okay. Well, I will talk about Mother with an exclamation point. Uh I know that movie is getting a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate about Mother right now. Um I don't think it deserves it. I think it caught a lot of people off guard because they didn't know what it was about and it turns out it's very religious and very heavy. Uh, when I first went in to see it, I didn't know what I was getting into either. I kind of didn't watch the trailer or anything, but yeah. I liked Darren Aronofsky. And when I was watching it, I was thinking like, wow, this is a lot like the internet. I mean, like it was it's a funny thing. I knew that's not what it was actually about, but to myself, I'm like, oh, it starts out as something great. We're all in this together. You're still like, well, look at all these strangers, and I don't know if I like these strangers. And then in the end, it turns into just people destroying everything which kind of happens on the internet all the time where everyone's like really together and then they all rip it to pieces. Cause yeah,
4: I'm just in genuine shock that Darren Aronofsky made something controversial.
2: <laughs> um, shocking! I, uh, I do have to
0: credit Paramount for coming up with the best marketing campaign ever in the wake of it getting an F on Cinema Score. And what?
2: They, oh, are they leaning into that?
0: Oh yeah. So they've released uh, posters that. So at a point in the movie, Jennifer Lawrence gets the absolute shit kicked out of her, literally, and, and like her face is bruised and battered, and it looks horrible. So they've released a new poster that's split down the middle, and half of it is normal, pretty Jennifer Lawrence, and there's a bunch of great reviews on that side of the page. The other half is beaten up, and it's all the negative reviews on that I side. I haven't seen that. Oh, that's that's, like, cool that's great. Genius.
3: What's
4: funny is that you know had to, they had to ask her if she was okay to do it, and just judging by her personality, what I've seen in interviews, I bet she was probably like, fuck yeah, yeah. do that.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's so weird It's thinking about people's reaction to this movie because I thought it was beautiful, well-acted, amazingly shot, Yes, it takes a while to get used to how close you are to everything because it's mostly close-medium shots. Mm -hmm. And that got a little grating. The biggest critique I've been getting from people is that they think it's pompous. Like, I have one friend that I wanted to go with it to me, and she's like, I just don't like those type of movies because they make me feel like the high schoolers that I... Or when I was in high school and all the film people would be like, you just don't get it because you're not smart enough. It's very much an artistic film. Like, it's not just a movie. It's an art film. Yeah, And that turns a lot of people off. (laughs) Which is too bad.
0: That's why, like, yeah, people are going to hate it, and other people will love it. So, I really dug
2: it. I also really enjoyed it. I hope that all the fervent hate goes away at some point, and people can cool down and just watch it and try to appreciate it. Anyhow, next... (laughs)
3: I uh, watched all of the TV series "Dear White People" on Netflix, Ooh. and um, I really enjoyed it. I did. It was actually my very first commercial job was doing a promo for the show, um, so I've been looking forward to seeing it because every single person on the show is super nice. Um, but uh, it was really interesting. If you've seen the movie, it uh, the movie ends with a blackface party. Um, a bunch of white people dressing up in blackface and going to a party, which is really a thing that happens on college campuses, and it's fucking horrible. And um, That's so, genuinely horrifying. Yeah, um, God, white like, people are wow, the worst. White people <laughs> are the worst. Um, and uh, so, the the TV show picks up where the movie left off. So it's the whole like the mm. whole school responding to the ramificate what happened, the 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 repercussions of this blackface party, and how the whole campus is dealing with it. Um, but what I like is the structure of it. Is each episode is from a different person's perspective, so uh, some events cross over. Sometimes we push the plot forward. It just depends on who we're following, um, but uh, so it's really cool because you see, like, you see the white guy's uh, perspective on everything. You see the different. You have people who are just like militant, like fuck white people. Then you have people who are, you know, like um, who are just trying to. You you have one character who really wants to blend in, um, and just is like fuck it. We've got to be, we've got to do this if we want to survive and be successful. You just have to play the game. Um, you've got one character who's mixed race and 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 um is sort of trying to balance that in her life. Like pick a pick a place where she belongs. You have a gay kid who's dealing with that, uh, who's not ready to admit that he's gay yet um you just have all of these things all of these people dealing with race but also dealing with their lives so it's not about and, and a lot of people have complained like oh dear white people must be hating white people and it's really not it's it's about showing race from different perspectives how everyone deals with it and uh and and it's it's like there's a there's a scene um where a white person does something he calls the cops and things get out of hand and he was trying to help but, like, it didn't occur to him, because he's white, it didn't occur to him that the cops aren't always helpful. Um, and all the black people are like, how could you not have known this would have happened? And he's just like, I just, I thought I was helping. You know, and so it's it's also dealing with a lot of white privilege and just all these really, really cool things that make you think. And, um, yeah, I really, really liked it. I thought it was really well done. I liked the whole different people's perspectives approach to the filmmaking there.
1: Next. All right, well, I decided... I had a little bit of time at like 1, 12, midnight, 1 in the morning, one night. And so I decided to try out two shows. Uh, one was Santa Clarita Diet, and the other one was Van Helsing on Netflix. Um,
2: Van Helsing is a show? Sci-fi
1: yeah. show, right? Or Helsing. Maybe it's called just Helsing. Uh, it, it's Yeah, sci-fi show. A gal wakes up, and she has like the power to cure vampirism or something. I gave it a try because I was just like, hey, this looks kind of fun. Might as well try it um both are okay uh i didn't really care for santa clarita diet that much didn't really hook me um the humor was weird and i'm normally like cool cool with that but there was just pacing issues and i was like okay she's a zombie thing and the kid somehow knows it and they're all just like okay go with it uh timothy oliphant that is funny i like his kind of stonery acting thing because i've only seen him in serious stuff or comedies like a girl next door so I've kind of seen a little bit of a range. So it's like, oh, yeah, this, this is kind of fun. But it wears itself thin really fast. You're the
0: only person I've heard say that. Everyone has told me I need to watch it. It's like
1: hilarious. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it gets hilarious. But like, as I was watching, I was more scratching my head than laughing. There's, sure. kind, of a, there's kind of a glibness to it that I, I was warming to. There's kind of like a, ah, who cares about a lot of this? It's just be funny and be weird. And, you know, there, But there's also this, like, the kids talk really hip. And they're like the, the precocious teenagers. And it's like, okay. Everyone's so cool when they talk. It's like okay, some pe- someone can be not sarcastic, right?
3: I refuse to watch Timothy Oliphant not being a cowboy. It's good. It's a good plan. Yeah. You will not be disappointed. If he's not a cowboy. then I'm not gonna watch it. That's what I kind
2: of think he's attractive no matter what. Yeah. yeah but no, the- I'm just
3: saying. But like when he's a cowboy, that's that's, oh, that's when he's at his best. He, like yes. I don't want to see him be anything other than a cowboy. Because I can't I'm, argue like, with that. He looks
2: know, amazing.
3: Does, and, the, and he things. does a great southern accent. Last but not least. All
4: Um, I also do, I'm also going to pick out two things that I saw on Netflix. One is American Vandal, uh, which if you guys have not seen, it is hysterical, but also rather poignant. Um, it's a satire off of all of those uh, true crime documentary miniseries shows that Netflix has been doing, like you know, Making a Murderer, um, that one about the uh, nun, I forget the name of it, And uh, the one that was on HBO, like what's that one called? I forget the name of it, but you guys, I think um, people know what I'm talking about. Mm So only instead of a murderer, it's a a guy who's been accused of drawing a bunch of dicks at his uh, local high school. Um, he tries to tell everybody that he's innocent, and nobody believes him except for one lone reporter at the high school newspaper. <laughs> so he decides to make a documentary, this and so a true he starts. Story, right? No, this no? is th- th- uh, no, but that's the brilliant I thought thing it was about based this. Based on a true story, or something? Nope, it is oh. totally, totally like that's, written. What's this called? It's called American Vandal, okay. and it's hysteric because I mean. They'll lull you into this false sense of thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm watching like, you know, a, like a true crime show and everything. And all of a sudden you'll be reminded it's about teenagers because the kid that's narrating will be like, so so-and-so had a party last night. Not that I would know because I wasn't fucking invited. <laughs> 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 and so like they'll do like things like But it also, they you know, they do a really good job of having three-dimensional characters in it. It's not oh, just cool. – and you think it's a one-off joke because it's about eight episodes long, but it's not. And they keep it going and the mystery is pretty interesting. And so – I highly recommend it. And then the other thing that I watched, which was just last night, is Gerald's Game.
3: Oh, yeah. My roommate watched that. He said it was fucking great. It's
4: great. It's absolutely fantastic. The last 10 minutes, put it what? this way, if you know about Stephen King and everything, you know that yeah. sometimes he has a hard time sticking the landing. Unfortunately, this carried a little over to the film. Everything else in it is fantastic. Um, Carla, I always have a hard time pronouncing her name. last name. Gugino. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: uh, right. same
4: thing. Yep. Um, is Tour de Force, Tour de Force She's performance. A great in this. If there's any, yes, if there's any justice in the world, she will be nominated for an Oscar because it's pretty much just her. Like not just also the fact that it's just her, but it's also her strapped in in one position for the majority of the picture.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have been a huge fan of her ever since Son in Law, so I have been on her bandwagon. Spy
0: Kids. Oh, oh. spy kids. We're okay. just gonna move right along. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but seriously, I think we should get started. Tales from the Crypt, Demon Night.
1: 29
4: seconds, guys. Welcome to All the Time We Have. We're a podcast where three geeks try to unravel three separate topics before
0: the time runs out. As an example, we're going to answer three questions right now. 19 seconds. Hey, you. Stop there. What is your name? It is Kevin. 12 seconds. What is your quest? To seek out new life and new civilizations. Five seconds. What is the average
4: airspeed velocity of an unladen? swallow? And that's all the time we have. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, or at allthetimepod.com.
2: Another underappreciated night. actor in this movie. Oh, There's
4: yeah, two of them,
3: actually.
4: It it's actually, I was about to say, there are several yeah, underappreciated this actors in I guess, wait, right, there's a lot
3: in this. This cast is phenomenal. Oh. Yeah,
4: like, it's fun. When I was watching it because I think I told you guys before, um, hand I decided to watch The Making of just to kind of get some background facts we could talk about and everything, and I
0: was just like, this f- cast is fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's insane. But we have to do a, uh, what's it called? Um, mm-hmm. um, oh, shoot. Uh, it, it involves breaking stuff. Uh, yeah, we have to do a... <sighs> I don't remember what it's called. I want to say thirty-second breakdown.
4: N- nice plug, it guys.
0: Breakdown, <laughs> breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Break. It's almost yeah. as if it's almost as if I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> okay, so I fucking hate this title. That's really my biggest complaint with the movie. Tales from the Crypt: colon, Demon Night in thirty seconds. Here we go, go, go.
4: T- Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Night is about is about a. Couple of people. Oh my god! I had this set up, and I am fucking it up. Losing time. Um, in a small town in the middle of nowhere, the fate of the world is decided between two warriors on both sides of good and evil, taking place over one night in a apo- in a hotel where the battle for the apocalypse has begun.
0: I. Uh, you should say more.
4: Billy fucking Zane rules.
3: <laughs> and boobies.
0: Uh, yeah, there are those too.
4: Jada Smith is not annoying in this picture.
3: <laughs> Don't the smirch cheetahs. Uh,
0: I mean, I guess I'll count it. I mean, you get pretty much everything in there, right? Right?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. You survived Wild the night. Applause.
3: <laughs> you survived the night. Some people survive the night. Yeah, not well, everyone does. One. One person. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. That, one that's, person that's kind is. of the point of the movie.
4: Because get it. the knight is actually too entendre. It's because it's not just knight as in there's a character who's like a knight. There's also... Actually, there are several characters that are knights in this, which actually I guess we'll talk about at some point.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I want to start with this thing, which I think is the very best place to start because I did not know anything really about it because it used to play all the time and I was a huge pansy as a kid and I could not watch anything horror related at all uh billy zane Bi- oh, God. billy zane
2: okay I mean, like- he's <laughs> <Zane. laughs> <Which laughs> always sad oh, billy, billy zane. zane's around and his hair's not present but he's still got those eyes that is, <laughs> this
4: is the first film in his career that he appears without his hair present and apparently the deal was is that he walked into a room and apparently when he's hired for a part he comes into a room just because he, he seems like a very professional guy and everything so like not in a smug way or anything like that he comes in there And he has a suitcase with him. The director was like, what the fuck's up with the suitcase? So he puts the suitcase down and he opens it up and he goes, all right, guys, these are the assortment of wigs that like I have for like different parts. Can you guys just like pick one and tell me which one? So that way, like, you know, I can make sure my like, you know, I get it measured out and everything else. And then he's like, the director, Ernest Dickinson, um, is like, no, I I, I want you bald.
2: Wait, he wears wigs?
4: He wore wigs for a number of his films and everything for like, um, because he's he's because um, he was prematurely bald.
2: Oh,
4: <laughs> oh, just God. oh! Very hold, very on, hold on, hold on really Ruined just, Chewy <laughs> Doesn't
5: matter, still
2: I, thought his, hot. Hair, I, still I <laughs> thought his hair in Titanic was his hair
0: nope. oh, no, by 97 he was all wigs Oh
2: Nope <laughs> But this movie was before 97. All right, fine.
4: There's one film that he forced himself to grow hair for, and it was The Phantom. Um, <laughs>
2: and then he held it down with that
3: outfit.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: That uh, the, My favorite thing about Billy Zane is actually from uh, Bruce Campbell's book, If Chins Could Kill, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor, which is awesome, and everyone should read it. Um, uh, Bruce Campbell talks about how, like, Billy Zane was his nemesis because they'd constantly get the same auditions and he'd show up really? and Billy Zane would always fucking be there. And it, and it, he always got the parts because, because no one takes Bruce Campbell seriously, but yeah. they all take Billy Zane. Billy Zane has the same basic look and the same ability to be sarcastic, but he's also capable but of like doing drama.
0: He plays camp in a way different way, yeah, yeah. which I guess we should talk about right yeah. now. Cause like
4: Billy Zane doesn't so much um, act in this film so much as um, take Play? the film to the film. <laughs> Yeah. Digest the film, <laughs> spit it out, and then mold it into its own image. This is one of the Tour de Force performances
0: <laughs>
4: you will ever see in any genre film.
0: I I would argue that this is my favorite Billy Zane performance. Uh, there's no argument. Like, it might be such a his strange, best performance.
3: Sexy Demon. He is, dude. When he when he like put his fist through that cop's face, I was just like, that still hit it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: no see well i mean like also apparently (laughs) like um his creative juices were rolling on this set because apparently they were saying like yeah a lot of the shit he just improvised on the set like this whole sponge thing he came up with himself
0: that was where he's
4: kind of like what if i come he goes what if i come up what if i come up to the guy and he goes and i fold a sponge in my mouth and i have it spit out and the director (laughs) was like dude do that is great like, like, yeah, yeah I
3: love the way he like danced up the stairs yeah. and just like he just was having so much fun
4: yeah well what is it like he said that he played the part almost like um he actually based the part he said in the um, featurette that I saw off of the genie from Aladdin only ah. if the genie was pure evil <laughs> Which I actually makes see. Yeah. sense, because oh, yeah. like, okay. I also think because what I was thinking of when I was rewatching it is I was like he's almost like a demonic Bugs Bunny in this picture where he's just kind of like wait, you get the guy like
0: watch I get this guy it's gonna yeah. be so you're gonna laugh your ass off when I get this fucker. But like the movie really reminds me of like Evil Dead in a way where like you can just like the the more evil they are the more fun they're having and like that's right. really you get that from Billy Zane the whole way. through.
2: I got a lot of Ash versus Evil Dead from this film. Oh, yeah. I felt yeah. like yeah. Ash Especially,
0: versus the Evil Dead. Oh sorry, it's been
2: the TV show specifically, not even as much as the movies, but the TV show.
0: I could see that, yeah.
4: Um, not just Ash versus the Evil Dead. I mean, because I was talking to a friend today who I found out had not seen this film. Um, and after I chastised them for several minutes, um, I, they asked me like, "Well, what's it like?" And I told them I was like, "It's almost... I'm like the best way I could describe it is it's aliens meets Evil Dead."
0: Yeah, that like, kind of works because,
4: yeah. like, you know, because one of the things that they had a real discussion about while they were making the pre-production of this film is is that is this like is the balance between action and horror because. One of the things that's interesting in this movie is that it's it's part action, it's part horror, and it's part comedy. And when it turns to one, either one of those genres, it really works. It's one of those rare films that's able to bounce around between those genres and really work, like, you know, as a film no matter what. Um, I think it's also because of the performances of the entire cast, not just Billy Zane, because on the opposite end of the spectrum you have William Sadler, who has So good <laughs> the more difficult role, you could argue, because he has to play the straight man to Billy yeah. Zane just going batshit like nuts the entire time.
0: And you have C C H Pounder, who it's I love. C C H so Pounder. Great. Yeah.
3: Um
4: Jada Smith, who actually looks like she
0: could kick everybody's ass in this yeah. picture. Oh, yeah. She yeah, is she's w-
3: teeny tiny. Yeah. No, like, she's, she's
0: tiny, but she so is well. rich. Yeah, I really wanted to see like her as Whatever the the night thing after that, like I want to see that movie. I know and that's the weird thing is yeah. is
4: that like they also talked about how they were hoping they were going to get a sequel because they really wanted to see like her like be the full on demon night, which would have th- been awesome. I oh, was yeah. also
3: thinking about like when she was getting on that bus, like okay, so there was a massacre at this place, and the only person to survive it is a convicted felon. So basically, <laughs> the rest of her life she's going to be on the run because but she is anyways. That's yeah, part of that's being true. the but demon. But now Knight. she's yeah. also going to be on the run from the cops. Yeah. <laughs> so much running yeah it's a good thing she's fit
4: yeah it is (laughs) well no she's great you also have Thomas Hayden Church in this who oh, plays yeah. just a uh, oh. douches oh. of, of the douchebags that is, oh, yeah. That yeah. That is the first hair. time I saw him in a movie
1: was this and I was like <laughs> oh. who is this strange guy who's very sleazy and then I see him in other things I'm like oh, oh who call- is this sle- <laughs> sleazy I keep, guy yeah. And,
3: yeah. I kept calling him Lloyd the whole time and, um, he's so good he at wings. playing a douchebag and also, he really
0: is I, mean, he, like, you, I just had fun watching him like, yeah. he, he just was the perfect like counter to everything if
3: also that shirt they put him in was so great
4: not to mention also we also have Roger Rabbit himself in this picture uh, i mean like we're just naming off just amazing character actors one after the other and the fact that they are able to get them in this what is essentially a b horror
0: movie and everything yeah, but, but I mean, it's a b horror movie i mean tales from but Kirk made with was like, a talent yeah like tales from the crypt was popular like, people love tales from the crypt so like them making this movie was kind of like I- i'm still kind of surprised but also not like the cast they're able to get because like all these people weren't huge but people knew who they were
4: well, it's also I think the like, cast of this also recognize the fun script when they see one, and so they were like, yeah. "Let's have some fun with this." I mean, like everybody gets their moment in this picture. I mean, like CCH Pounder, I'll never stop laughing at that scene where Billy Zane gives her the arm, yeah, <laughs> arm back, and she's like, she does like the movement, and she's she, like, "Is that you saying yes?" She goes, "No, that's me giving you the fucking thing. Yeah, I love yeah.
3: that about her character. She was the one who actually had the best offer from him, and yet she was the one who, like, outright was like, "Fuck you," yeah, and didn't even think about it for a fucking second. It her, was great.
2: her character was very much. She didn't – she could see through you immediately, yeah. especially when um, the – I forgot his name already. William Sandler. Mm-hmm. She calls the cops on him because yeah. she yeah. can see that he's no good or something. Well, like, he's something going on. Well,
4: there's something up with it. I mean, like, I got to switch over. We got to switch over from Billy Zane to Bill Sadler in this because, like I said, I thought he also did a great job of playing, like, what's kind of a white knight in a way in this film and everything. Like, um, and his – could be a very vanilla character, but he makes it work. I think because he really puts an emphasis on um, the weariness that this guy has had to deal with, literally for decades on end, of constantly being on the run from Billy Zane.
0: And they make it sound like he's not necessarily immortal, but like like his job is immortal. So like it's it's just like you are another one in like a succession. And like I think he kind of played with that pretty well
4: well don't they hint at in the movie um i could be wrong about this but it feels like they were hinting at the fact that he kind of sensed once he got into the town that he was going to find his um protege i guess because well, yeah, he
0: said like as soon as he realized there's seven people there he's like well this is what's happening
4: yeah he realizes that one of them is he, he's gonna
1: die
0: that yeah, night no yeah. matter
4: what and that like and i love who he's just going it's all about the number seven like seven <laughs> this, seven that like fuck this shit like i can't stand yeah. it anymore
1: <laughs> and i think uh it all hinges on him even though we plays blazing on that in a role like that that is a thankless and be hard to do like he just nails it makes it look easy i think it's just everything rests on him doing what he does that weariness that you mentioned mm.
4: i also think it helps that um bill sadler was um middle-aged in the picture that you didn't cast a really young actor yeah, in this because yeah. if it was made now you would probably have somebody like um Zac Efron or Dylan O'Brien or somebody else like that in that role. So that way they could appeal to the tweens and everything. But when you get an older actor like that, they're able to kind of give you the sense of uh, fatigue, weariness, world weariness, and like, you know, the fact that this guy just, there's a part of him that does want this to end for him.
1: Well, and, and the other actors who are roughly around his same age or older will react to him much differently than the younger actor. Yes. Even if they're good actors, there's kind of a different dyna- dynamic if someone seems younger. And, and it just, it plays so well with them being like, a nice age diversity there. Yeah, I agree.
3: Yeah, because there would a younger actor. They probably would have had a romance between him yeah. and Jada Pinkett. Instead, it was just sort of like a like a camaraderie, which was much better.
0: She didn't really have a romance, right? No, no she didn't yeah. have a romance the, in the, it. And the, it was the prostitute girl did, but kind of. Well, well, kind well she, she had a guy who loved her. That doesn't mean it was reciprocated.
2: Yeah. I mean, he loved her as like a beacon. Like, yeah, he, 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 I don't think he actually loved her.
4: Yeah, I actually, like, I kind of I agree 100 percent with you. He he loved her in the object type of way, yeah, like, yeah. not yeah. in a way of oh like I love you like mind, body and soul. Like he no. loved her like as a, kind of like like a, like a sexy dog lady. chasing
0: parked cars yeah.
4: or like and I hate saying this trope because <laughs> this, this movie came out before them, but I guess it's kind of true. He loved her in a way that a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Like I think yeah. that's actually a good way to describe
2: There's, it. That's the the. Uh, Nice guys finish last love. Yes. Yeah. yes. It's, not, it's, it's not real love. No. It's just you wanting to complain. Yeah, they that don't the, get the pretty yeah, exactly. girl. Exactly. <laughs> that's the kind of guy who's
3: like, how come they go for the assholes and don't go for the nice guy? At which like, I want to turn around to a really woman go,
4: well, Roger, uh, maybe you should go to a fuck. No, I didn't kidding. it. Like, I don't, I don't want to knock on the hat because like I said, I love that. I actually met him in a Whole Foods once. Uh, the, was it uh, the actor? Um. Roger Fleischer, I believe his name is, or Richard, Charles? Fle- Richard Charles Fleischer. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Charles and everything. But yeah, <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> Char- uh, no, no, yeah, Charles Fleischer. I was in a Whole Foods, and all of a sudden, I'm looking down and I see him, and I just go up to him and I go, "Excuse me," and he goes, and he goes, "Yes," and I, like, and he, you could tell he's used to people coming up to him, yeah, and I just course. go, and I just kind of go. Were you in Demon Night? And he just like, <laughs> and all of a sudden he just he's like, oh, everybody usually Actors asks me about, that. and he goes, everybody usually asks me about Roger Rabbit, and I go, no, I go, no, 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 I like you in, De- like, he goes, I'm like, look, don't get me wrong, Roger Rabbit is fucking amazing, but I'm like, I loved you in Demon Night, and I also loved you in Zodiac. <laughs> like, um, and-
3: uh, Koenig, uh, Chekhov uh he lives in my neighborhood so i see him out walking dogs i've never like he he and my roommate have crossed paths but like i really want to like walk like if i run into him walking our dogs um i really just want to be like oh man you know you are really great in babylon 5 because <laughs> um, and, and, like, because they love the actors fucking love that when they get that one part that everyone knows them for and you're like talking about something else.
4: Well, Billy Zane is sit like apparently he was like I read an, I saw another interview with him and he's they're like what's the number one role that like people come up to you and talk to you about and he's like Demon knight it's not even a that's debate awesome. like <laughs> and he goes not and they're like Titanic and they're like yeah that's the weird thing he's like he's like you think it'd be a Titanic but it's Demon knight and uh. he goes they're like are you upset by that he's like fuck no it's my <laughs> best part he <laughs> yeah. goes it was
0: my best role <laughs> well I mean the, the thing is like as good as he is in Titanic and I actually think he's great. In titanic it's it's just not as memorable of part he just plays the dick in the tux like this one he's like he's the reason to go back to the movie everyone's great in it but like he is just so much fun like everything he's doing is like
4: well, he's playing. He's playing a demon who's just having the time of his life torturing these yeah. people and going around and fucking with. I mean, he dresses up as Hunter S. Thompson at one point, which is <laughs> oh yeah, like he just like, like, he really is kind of the Bugs Bunny from hell in this yeah, picture absolutely. and stuff. Because he does that. And also, I love when he fucking throws the cowboy hat away. And he goes, "I'm not doing this hee haw shit anymore." Yeah. Like, or something along. the I forget the I exact just, line where he's like, "I'm not doing the biba baba.
0: Yeah, I just I love the when he kills Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. That's probably my favorite kill in the whole thing. Oh, yeah. like he plays it so well, to where like even the audience are kind of like, "Oh, I guess he's just going to let him go." That doesn't really seem like him. And then he's it's like, like oh, the, the ter- Oh, by the way. <laughs> I forgot to say. I said I wasn't yeah. going to hurt you. Oh, I lied. It's like <laughs> boom. It's like, "Oh, it's just yeah, the, the movie is just like it it has this like energy to it that's just so much. Fun.
2: Well, let's
4: get into. I guess it's a good time to get into kind of like the production and everything because yeah, yeah. um, I found out a couple of interesting facts. One is this movie was predominantly filmed on one soundstage.
2: That makes sense. Yeah, I know that.
4: Um, it was filmed in an airport, like an airport soundstage. the same one as uh, Sharknado was filmed in, I found out. Uh, That's found a little out. sad, but it um, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's weird. It's like, oh, it makes budget. sense it was filmed in horror movies. And I was like, no, the quality just like fluctuates in, yeah. that, in that airport. Um, <laughs> what happened was... Wait, no, that...
3: wait, 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 There's a soundstage at an airport?
4: I think they just took an airplane hanger and they converted it's, it's it. It's actually like... pretty common for yeah, it's airplane very...
3: hangars to be but converted. the sound issues must be...
4: Actually, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, I think the deal with it is that older... Airport hangers And I could be wrong in this fact It's so, because of um, the ceiling It's because of the ceiling And it's also because Airport hangers Inside of them Have the same Type of insulation As um, sound stages Which is um, Old mat- uh, mattresses From World War One And World War Two, huh. Because oh. they uh, Block oh. out sound From the outside so well Oh that's
5: And interesting. everything So
4: they're yeah. built Very much In very similar ways Which is why Like they'll do that And the reason why They decided to do that Is in a rare case that the director Actually thinking For his crew for About his crew Ahead of time Was like Eh you know, 45 days straight of night shooting will probably kill these people. Yeah. yeah. Why don't I see if I can actually do a little bit of pre-production and see if I can put this into a soundstage? I mean, and that's this, what he did.
2: I mean, it the, makes sense to yeah. do that in general because of budgetary reasons. It was also budgetary reasons yeah. because what
4: they did was they would literally be like, "All right, move the house out, let's bring in some dirt, let's bring in some World War 1 looking dirt so we could do the flashbacks for that yeah. and then let's do the um they like uh, the flashback to when Jesus was crucified, yeah. and let's you know do it that way, and everything else.
0: But even like the tunnels, like all of it, like if that's all soundstage, yeah, that, that made sense to me. Um, but I, I think it worked. Like it was one of the things where, like, if because it kind of looked fake in a way, and it looks soundstagey. It kind of played into the camp a little. Yeah. Bit. Well, it There's looks a like a haunted
4: house. I mean, yeah. like you know, it's almost like. Um, to reference a recent movie, It, the house on Nybull Street, looks like a haunted house. That's yeah. one of the things that I liked about it is that they're yeah. not trying to be like, oh, we have to make it overly real and everything like that. It's like, no, this takes place in the realm of horror. There are demons running around. Let's yeah. you know, make things a little bit more fantasy-esque. I um... mean,
2: a converted church into a hotel slash brothel. It's great. Mission Hotel. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> also, I just got to mention electrodes oh my God, um. I
1: forgot about that scene. Or <laughs> I just love how Thomas says Church is like, you burned my
5: nipple."
4: My yeah. nipples
1: are They're smoking. smoking. Mm-hmm. But I think to that whole uh, stage feel, that's an aesthetic that like, I look back on very fondly. And when I was watching this again, I was just like, I remember seeing like movies like this, kind of more of the beef horror fare, where it feels like it's in a sound stage. It feels very built and like fake, but that's the charm of it. And that was such a great part of watching this again. Just like, this is built in one location. Everything is just manufactured I don't know there's like a tactile raw feel that feels very... I was just about
4: to say the Warford. for it I think is tactile yeah. this movie feels tactile and because yeah. it feels tactile I think it feels more realistic than some of the other films that we've been watching recently or some other horror movies that we've been watching recently where they get a little CGI heavy and because they get a little CGI heavy there's always that part of your brain that checks out of it whereas you look yeah. at a film like Demon Knight and you see that even though it doesn't look quite real, they still had it on set, so they were able to like oh, feel it, yeah. touch mm-hmm. it, like, and like.
0: I love the the actual like demons. Like I yeah. think they're just like cool looking. Like I, I don't know what the, were they just people in makeup? Like just super they skinny slimy people? Slimy.
4: Or? They were slimy naked people in makeup, and they were actually wearing ballet shoes. Like I think they were ballet. Oh, A lot of them were like okay. trained yeah, yeah. ballet dance because you notice like the oh, cool. kind of <laughs> do like that little stilted walk. Yeah, yeah. and Everything at certain points. Cool.
0: No, that totally tracks. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. I, I love the way that they deal with like. Uh, like how to kill demons, you got to shoot them in the eyes. I thought that was really cool.
4: Well, they do, they do something that I think a lot of films nowadays seem to forget to do. And this is why I think this film um, has stood the test of time is they establish the rules and they follow their rules. Mm-hmm. Yep. They don't break away from their rule. And I think a lot of people, when they do horror movies or when they do fantasy films and that's, or science fiction movies, it's very difficult to do. You have to establish your rules and you have to follow them to a T. But if you're able to pull it off, uh, the movie turns out great. Terminator 2 is a good example yeah. where, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger describes the rules of the T 1000. Yeah. And you see the T 1000 working the entire time in the parameters of those rules. Doesn't make it any less scary, the T 1000.
2: One classic rule, not in the movie, but in horror in general, that they broke that I really appreciate uh, is that, yes, she's a final girl and she's black. Well, which let's. She yeah. survived.
4: Let's talk about this for a little bit because I wanted to ask you guys a question. When was the last time you saw a black female protagonist Survived. survive and actually be the genuine hero at the end of fuck it any film.
2: Yeah. And in, yeah. and the other black character who's also a woman is not one of the first ones to die. She gets through the majority of the film, CCH Pounder.
4: No, she's the fucking um she's the fucking Vasquez of the group yeah. Um, yeah. from Aliens. Yeah, she is Vasquez yeah. from Aliens in this movie to the T where she even dies Blows in the same way as Vasquez. Yeah. She's like, "Oh fuck you assholes. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to take you with no, me."
2: It's very refreshing. And it's
0: CCH Pounder. She's just a badass. Mm -hmm. You can't
4: make her not a badass. She's one of the reasons I watched the
2: entirety of The Shield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is... So
4: good. (laughs) This is a very diverse cast when you actually think about it, especially when you consider that it was made in the 90s when, like, everybody had to be young, pretty, and white. Um,
3: I mean, did that change? Yeah, I was about to say, that's kind of how it still is. Uh,
0: I wish I could argue with that. We just Um, complain about it more. (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. I'm like, we just bring it out into the forefront more that this is how they do it. But yeah, like... Not only that, but it's also a very like well worn cast. Like you look at the people in this film and you actually believe that they live in this town and everything. Um you know, like just the way that they act and the way that they do things. Oh and yeah, stuff.
0: like the the Thomas Hayden Church character, like it just makes sense. Like he seems like that sort of just douchebag guy who just kinda got roped into a town and is gonna live there the rest of his life, hates a job, hates everything about it, hates himself. And you just buy it. Like he just plays that character perfectly.
4: Yeah, and you buy that like CCH Ponder took um, Jada Smith or Jada Pinkett Smith into her wing and everything, and
2: what kind is of. a work release? I don't really know that about.
0: Uh, they talk about it in "It's Always Sunny."
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, they do a whole thing. They call them slaves in that though, because oh. <laughs> it's always sunny. Um, but no, it's where like you, uh, it's part of like your parole. You hire somebody who had a, a felony, and then the okay. government subsidizes a wage.
4: Oh, they also talk about it in the heat uh, yeah. with that one right. character, Dennis Haysburg. Yeah. that got the so and everything. So, we got our
2: information out of comedies and movies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how that's, how, yeah, that's how you learn
0: stuff. Danny that's DiVito how you learn stuff. and Catherine Bigelow teaching the world <laughs> <laughs> how to make I also it.
2: Want, I didn't catch on to what she was doing instead of actually cleaning the oven.
0: Anything else? Uh.
4: I think that's actually what CCH Pounder tells us. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're going to do anything else, <laughs> I'll tell you. Right? <laughs> and you're going to like it. Um, let's also talk a little bit about Jada Pinkett Smith um, she's just Jada, Jada Pinkett in this movie yeah, she, Jada Pinkett she, she Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith yeah um, this might be her best role and I don't mean that as an insult because it's a great role also I feel like too now I, to I
2: love up. the ending with her with the, the dancing sequence when she has to have all the blood in her mouth the whole time and she time. can't yeah. let on that she yeah. has it in and, and you can just I see her just kind of being sequence. like i
4: can't spit it out i can't spit
2: it he out he keeps pushing me back and forth so uh, i have to keep
0: see i kept th- thinking that she was going to swallow it and then he wasn't yeah, gonna be able to touch her see that's what i thought yeah, that's, what that's what a, i yeah.
5: thought
0: yeah and but I, mean, I like that there's pff- like it's like oh you had to keep it in your mouth that long yeah Ugh, gross that's how badass she is. So. Yeah. D- but you- that's, that's what I liked about her though Is that you never question Whether or not she was a badass Like you question whether or not She wanted to do her job Because fuck doing her job I have to clean an oven at 9pm Fuck off yeah. I don't yeah. want to do that either but- Ovens suck <laughs>
1: did, yeah.
2: did her cat survive? I don't remember
4: I don't know if the cat survived I don't survived. think it did I, think- I just love that Steve Williams Sadler's like Got the gun out Like ready to shoot the fucking yeah. <laughs> cat Where he's kind of like There better not be a demon cat I'm gonna blow it away uh, But no And I mean like you talk about also like uh, people how like, you know, um, there are certain times in films and in characters where it's like you see them walk on and this movie does an excellent job with this. I feel like where from frame one, like just by the way the character is dressed and the way the actor kind of plays them. You know what that character is. Um, William Sadler, I think you see that Billy Zane, you see that and you also see that with um, Jada Smith and Jada Pinkett. Sorry, I just so used to calling her by, her, by um, her husband's name, Jada Pinkett and everything in this film.
0: Yeah, I mean, she just has, she just has such on-screen presence, and she just does it so well. Like when you, she—that's like, why I, I always kind of get annoyed that she doesn't have like kind of a bigger career. Because when she shows up, she's great. Well, I mean, it's also like she was actually she managed to be good in the Matrix sequels. That's yeah. almost impossible. Yeah. Fair <laughs> point. I'm not gonna lie. It is a fair <laughs> point. I
4: mean, I like, put it to you this way: when she comes onto the stage, i just kind of like. And you know, I'd be real curious if her and Sarah Connor got into a fight who would win because they look like, like, cause she is just...
3: Sarah Connor's also, like, twice her size. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah but Jada Pinkett uh... is just <laughs> jacked in this she, picture.
2: Sarah Connor's not very big. You uh. rewatch... Uh...
0: Yeah, she's a tiny. The she's tiny.
2: Yes, yeah. you what you rewatched the. Well, everyone's the tiny one.
0: compared to fucking Arnold. But
2: no, she's yeah. skinny. Like yeah. I looked at her arms, I'm like, those are thin. They're muscly, but they're thin. Yeah, and I was about to say,
0: Jada Pinkett
4: looks like she is like just all muscle and could, yeah. even though she's tiny, could probably lift somebody. Like if you and throw casted
2: her head. as Sarah Connor, I'd believe it. Oh yeah, that's true.
4: I <laughs> think yeah, actually no, if you actually, she actually would not be. If they remade the Terminator, she would not be a bad Sarah Connor.
2: Yeah. Let's
3: not start that. (laughs) Let's not go down that road. I
1: think it was interesting what you said earlier about just uh, from frame one of any character, you kind of know what they're all about. And I think one awesome thing about B movies, uh, in particular, and B horror movies, is the economic, how they're economic with their storytelling. That in frame one, you have to get what this person's about. And these movies almost need actors like this to really just know when to dial it back, just to. Make their presence be the character moments, and that was I thought was kind of cool to see that. Like,
0: I got their character how and how they looked and how they
1: presented. Well, but I don't
0: think that's necessarily dialing back either, it's almost ramping up. It's It's really, it's it's like you have to be this caricature, yeah.
2: It's on the nose because I mean, just to list it out uh, Hayden Church's character, wife beater, and Hawaiian shirt, yeah, douchebag looking. Uh, the old guy, just classic,
5: old guy, uh,
2: Dick Miller. The one that was in Gremlins. Yeah, Dick, Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Yeah. Dick Miller. Uh, just classic old man stuff. Does he wear like an old military jacket? I'm know.
4: not sure at any point in time. I feel like jacket. he has like, you know, that gat leg. Like, doesn't he have that trucker cap on? Yeah, or he's some, got some Well, he also old has the old whiskey clothing. bottle. He has yeah. a small yeah. whiskey bottle that any old man in his town he, has to he's wearing a
0: really yeah. good Dick Miller face. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that's the same character he always plays. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's this really is... easy to identify. Jada
2: Pinkett's wearing a cutoff, also with a wife beater. So she flips it where she's wearing... Tough tough man clothes. Mm. Well,
4: actually, the interesting thing, that was all her apparently also yeah. um on the set. Cause apparently she came in with some costume ideas and everything. And then the other thing is that she didn't tell them. She shaved that's when she she shaved her head and dyed um her oh, hair blonde. blonde. Yeah. And they were like, We weren't supposed to because apparently originally it was supposed she was supposed to be kind of a little bit more of a meek person. And mm-hmm. like she was like,
3: Don't cast her. Yeah,
4: there's nothing yeah, meek cast well, no, that was actually person. what she was like. She's like, A, you cast the wrong person, B. This girl, this woman, is was in prison. Yeah. Like, she's not going to come out all meek and tiny and be like, oh, I guess I'll clean the stove and everything. But like the,
2: the meek and tiny one was uh, the cordelia. Prostitute, cordelia. Uh, yeah. Who's just wearing the light, fluttery, uh, flowered stuff and a bustier. Yeah. So, like, they their outfits are so specific mm-hmm. to their characters. It's great.
0: But that's why, I, like, it, credit has to go to Ernest Dickerson, like, just the, because there's so many directors who think they have to own every frame in the movie, and it's just like, you hire these creative, like, wonderful people, and he actually let them do what they wanted to do, like, they let her pick her costume, they let, uh, I didn't know this, but they let Billy Zane come up with a lot of stuff, like, that's really, like, it's, it's nice to have that, like, mm-hmm. somebody who just knows what they have and lets it work.
1: Well, and it's weird when you get those people who want to be in control of everything, because I see it, and I see this this, this great collaboration, you know, quotes, yeah. and that that's the exciting part of filmmaking, why I'm in it, is because, like, I want to see people do their thing and just turn it into the direction it needs to go, not control everything. Yeah. Well, a good
4: director always knows when to step, take a step back and just let his lieutenants or like, you know, his his people do what they have to do.
3: And that's that's the best sets are when, yeah, the director is decisive. They know what they want. They're in charge, but they don't micromanage every decision because they trust that everyone's getting it yeah. done. That's always a fun set.
2: I really enjoyed, specifically with the sets, uh, the real-world set, you don't really notice it. It's very bland. It's, it doesn't have very much color you kind of see them with the staircase and you notice where he puts the blood and stuff, but you don't pay attention to the actual set until you get into the seduction sequences mm-hmm. and then suddenly there is color. The, they really spent money on the theme of what you're trying to seduce them with. Like you get the art gallery with her pictures on the wall or you get the luau with the bar. It's like very specific where you actually notice your surroundings. And outside of that, you don't really.
4: Well, I think, I think that was very... Also, Ernest Dickinson... Um has had a hell of a career. I'm not sure if you guys know too much about him, but he was um, Spike Lee's original DP on his first mm-hmm. couple of films. Oh, man. Um, he was his DP, I believe, on Malcolm X and uh, Do the Right Thing and I think Mo Better Blues and everything. And so this guy has an eye to make colors pop. And uh, he also has an eye, and I think he also has an ability to know when to rein it in for certain seats also like what you were just talking about. Also, very important
2: the production designer who actually put that stuff there. Who was it? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> but you're giving credit to the guy who captured it.
4: And everything, but um, uh, but yeah, I think it was very. I think like he just knows how to like, I think he just knew as a director just how to rein it in and stuff, and make sure that his uh crew, well, just to like you know kind of be like, all right, you got you you guys are gonna do what you're gonna do. Uh,
0: he is a very accomplished uh, TV director, like very accomplished.
4: Didn't he do also episodes of Dexter and The Wire at certain Dexter, points? Dexter
0: Wire, Treme, oh, okay, uh, yep. Walking Dead. Uh, he did the pilot of Hand to God. He's done a bunch of episodes of Bosch. Like this guy. Like if it's a big TV show, he's been involved. Oh, you want this guy?
4: I mean, like, yeah. if there's any justice in the world, he'll be able to direct another film. I feel like
0: if he if, if he even wants to. I mean, he's been doing TV for in good TV years. also. Yeah, it sounds so, like, like if, if he gets to tell his stories there, then more power to him. Like that's what he wants to do. He just did an episode of The Deuce. Like yeah, he he keeps working and does a lot of good shit. It's awesome. I'm jealous. <laughs> now,
1: I'll, I'll admit, like, when coming to this movie, I've only seen this movie in the whole, like, Tales from the Crypt thing. So, I've been kind of, I was too young to kind of get caught up in that. And it was interesting. How many of these, like, Tales from the Crypt Presents movies did they do? And what was the kind of the whole concept behind this? Was it just, like, anthology movies or they something? They did
4: two. Um, the second one is awful. Okay. Um, what is it? Blood Bordello Bord. of Blood. Oh. Um, it is, I hate saying it this way, it is everything that this movie is not. Hmm. Um, and it stinks because it actually has everything that this film had. It has a great cast. It has what I think is a good director. I believe the guy who did *Fright* the original *Fright Night* directed it. And I'm oh wow! Look I can, up, I can look at it. Yeah, look it up right now because I feel like I know that. I feel like the director of that was actually not a bad director. I could be wrong on that one. Um, horrifyingly misogynistic film. Uh, horrifyingly, because um, it's we're about fans of that. Yeah, like <laughs> um, just so like like and like I said, completely mis- opposite of this movie. Because in this movie, the, women kick ass in this
0: CCH Pounder and Jada.
2: There's, there's some massage in this film, uh-uh. too. Not too
0: much. Okay, I thought it was he, Tom. He's a, he's a very accomplished producer.
4: Okay, my apologies to the director of Fright Night. I <laughs> didn't, mean, didn't mean to drag your name down because you did make a kick-ass uh, yeah, R movie. Just,
2: just to get to the art department really fast, the set decorator was George Toomer Jr., who also did JFK and Born on the Fourth of July. Oh. oh, those aren't big uh, films. And then the, the production designer was Christian... Got two ends in there. Wagener, we, Wagener, and he did Die Hard 2. Oh, so okay. we got also with William Sadler. Yeah,
0: Ooh. nice.
2: I do
4: love the fact that you have a guy who did, uh, who worked on JFK and uh, Born in the Fourth of July because I could totally see him at one point in his picture just going, "Wait, you want me to do a horror movie? <laughs> just, just tell me you'll treat me nicely. I can't work with Stone anymore, man." Like, <laughs> you know, just me, like this guy, just got like I could just see Oliver Stone being on the set and go, "Well, actually, if you look at Flame 343 of the Zapruder film, you got the blade <laughs> of grass wrong in the right hand corner of." Um, <laughs> This set, can you please fix it for me?
1: Well, I, and to go back to kind of like the whole tales from the crypt thing, it was interesting having that tag at the beginning, like that kind of that, like the set, the director, that kind of skit at the beginning. It gave this movie kind of a, I don't know, it prepared me I think for just the kind of the cheesiness of the movie and kind of what they were going for. Which it's a thematic coda. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. It just it was a different way of movieing. Did you ever <laughs> watch
0: the trailer? No, I never you did. Should, you should. Oh, the, the trailer's trailer. brilliant. The trailer is fucking great. It's just the Cryptkeeper like narrating what the movie's going to be, and it's like he, like it has like the best tag like where it's like it's very you know '90s of like. Uh-huh. So to any of those women out there who think my movie is just too icky and gross, and then they show that shot of Billy Zane kissing like the zombies that they come out of the or the demons that they come out of the ground, yeah, yeah. And, like slap its head and he looks at the camera and goes, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs>
5: like, um.
4: Well, no, I do like the. I mean, like the code because for a couple of years I thought the coda was very out of whack or like the prologue sure. of this yeah. and everything but then I realized I was like no it's what you just said it sets the tone for everybody this movie is a comic book uh, when you yeah. think of, I yeah. mean for God's sakes they even have a comic book that they flip yeah. to and they like you know they do the yeah. pants in on
1: well and that was the part I forgot before coming back to this one is like the comic element to this and so that that, that coda the comic element it was just something that was like I need to go back and research the context because so there's some interesting things going on here in this time frame of like the whole Tales from the Crypt thing and just how different our horror anthologies are now, and our anthologies—how yeah. we're doing them now—is so very
4: different. Man, what if they did a horror? Maybe what if they did this in comic book form, actually, and they continued that? I mean, had, this awesome. would
3: actually be a pretty. Yeah, that good... That was a really cool scene. I like too that it ends with a fucking child's shoe as yeah. they murder a
2: kid. <laughs> like, wow. he got huge by the way. He grew up fast.
0: That was a ter- That was a great the, design of that monster. Yeah, that, the practical effects in this movie are just stellar Since from beginning to end. But the, yeah, the kid, the like practical- when the head starts opening up. Like, oh god, fuck, yeah. it's awesome. Well no, I love and that just the and I just hanging in the chest. It's like Ugh! I just
4: love the scene where he punches the sheriff and yeah. like Billy Zay just has like the hardest time just getting it his yeah. hand <laughs> out of the fucking yeah, head. Yeah, or he's yeah, just yeah, kinda yeah. like you just see him like everybody's screaming their heads off and he's like, God, damn it, why? <laughs> get you get out the, the... and then finally he's just like fuck it, he just rips the head off of yeah. the yeah, guy's yeah, body.
2: Yeah. The main uh, special effects guys on this was uh Christopher Berg Schneider and Brian Blair. Who are both still heavy hitters? They worked. Nice. Christopher worked on artificial intelligence and Captain America, what? and Brian Blair worked on Mission Impossible, Cabin Fe- Cabin in the Woods, Face Off, Starship Trooper, Star Trek Beyond. Like that they are. Serious. Noted. Stop drilling. All you have to say was Face Off um, <laughs> or Starship like, Troopers. These are noted makeup guys like. Oh, that's, that's cool. why it was so good
0: I mean it's. it feels like a, I, I know people are kind of starting to backlash against this phrase which I don't know why but it really kind of feels like a lightning in the bottle sort of situation where it's just like everything came together perfectly
3: they had good producers they yeah. put good yeah. people in the room
0: yeah it, it's and it's one of those things where, like, I feel like if you didn't see it while growing up, a lot of people don't go to it. Like, I didn't. Like, I missed it. As
3: a I'd kid. never seen it.
0: And it's like, it, well, no, I was
4: talking to one of my friends, and she's like, "I've never seen that movie," and I'm like, "I'm like, oh my god, it's like, it's, I'm like, it's amazing. It's a great
0: film. Yeah, like, but it's that's just when you say it stands the test of time. That's the only part where I push back a little bit because I, well, yeah. I don't feel that it did. Like, I feel like it should have. And when you watch it, it still holds up. But it just, it didn't have that following that. I think it should have had because I think it just gets roped it, into tales from the crypt. Like, oh, I think I like tales it does, from the and
4: it doesn't. I will say this: I went to the great horror camp out about a year and a half ago, and um, they do these movie marathon things. So you could go on scavenger hunts and you could try to pick out stuff, and it's basically like miniature haunted houses, that type of yep. thing. Or, um, but but you're still you talking about back.
0: people who are into the horror. That community. That is fair cause, so the people who aren't into horror community, like this, isn't held up at the upper echelon of like other horror films.
4: So would you say it's a hidden gem?
0: Yeah. Yeah, like it's definitely one of those. Like when you finally do watch it, it's great, but it didn't have that staying power that I feel like it should have had.
2: Well, I think it's just because the umbrella of Tales from the Crypt, honestly, I watched the show, I always enjoyed it. But there's always that little bit of misogyny with Tales from the Crypt because mm-hmm. you yeah. always have the the crypt guy. Uh, I forgot his name right now for some crypt reason. Crypt Keeper? Does, is it just Crypt Keeper? Hello! A- a- <laughs> but yeah. he's always. There's always giant boobs, yep. and he's always got a woman who's barely wearing any clothing with him. That's just a weird kind of thing.
4: Oh no 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 no! I agree with you. So it's the, not a um, the the crib keeper has the, lost a little bit of his charm because
2: you can't really bring that. No, back. it's actually People a very good
4: like way it. to describe yeah. it. He is kind of like that Hugh. He has got that. He's yeah. got that like. What do people find charming in the early '90s? Like, oh, what if what if we have a corpse slap a woman's ass? Yeah, that's gonna make that's gonna hold the test. Speaking of which,
3: can we please talk about the bar scene with the boobs? Just so many boobs. I imagine being on set. Funny. Imagine being on set that day. Uh, Uh, Funny uh,
4: enough, actually, um, Dick Miller was his name. Yeah, Dick Miller. He did talk about in the making of being on set that day, and apparently, like he had the hardest time he was saying he's like he goes I had the hardest time concentrating he goes he's like they just filled the room with Playboy Playmates and I was the only guy on set I don't
2: don't he was acting in that movie. No. no, he was. That's what they said. They going, actually, oh my god! It was, well, like,
4: was
3: oh there, god. Were they were
2: Playboy playmates. Yeah, they were that Playboy makes sense, playmates, and they everything seemed really else. comfortable.
4: Like, and yeah. the deal was, this stuff is apparently that it's like almost like that line from The Simpsons when Mr. Burns makes his film and everything, and he's yeah. on the horse and he tri- and like Mr. Burns says, "Line, we did twenty six takes, and that was the best one." <laughs> so apparently, that was the deal with the scene where he walks into the room. Is is that they're like he ain't acting like. That was just the, yeah. the take that we were just like, well, fuck it, let's just do it this way.
0: And the thing is, it's exploitive and it's uh, you know, it's all those things, but it's it fits character wise. Yeah, it's an Old yeah. man fantasy. It's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was yeah. just about to say That's it's, it's it yeah. is yeah. exploitive.
4: I won't argue against that. But I what, what you said, it yeah. fits the character. Yeah, it fits the character. It um, fits
0: the scene. It's definitely what a demon would do. To
4: yeah, fuck I was about to say, like and that. you can't yeah. tell me a demon wouldn't try What's to. The like, fastest go way after to
2: make this man weak. Yeah.
3: But but it's it's also balanced out because, like you said, there's badass women in this movie. So it's 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 not like the whole movie is like boobs, boobs, and boobs. It's like, here's some boobs, but also here's some chicks kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. I
0: thought the the opening of the movie was more of like the, come on. Whereas like. I, mean, the, I yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The I get that of the opening. yeah not hold classic up. classic Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's Crypt Keeper where he gets to actually show nipples now. And it's yeah. like, okay, well. Well, it's
4: kind of like, it's like you're looking at the opening of the picture. And it's like, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, do you have to put in another couple? Like, yeah, sure. Why don't you put in another couple of shots of this girl, this woman, like, you yeah, know, just in rubbing, her, bathtub, or, just rubbing like, her breasts and everything. That's. yeah really what we need. I mean, honestly, they could have just began with the guy stalking up the stairs about to kill yeah. her and then cut to John Larroquette in the... Yeah. Which was, gr- like, that part that I loved. Yeah, that was awesome. Arguing with uh, the Crypt Keeper about yeah. how he's supposed to be going and he's like, he's like, who the fuck do you think you are? You're yeah. walking <laughs> up those stairs like that. You need to do a better job. I actually I
2: thought loved the, all that... visual, the CG of him walking, walking up to him, set. that stood up for yeah. me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, like the... This movie, I mean, I haven't seen the other one, but it sounds like this movie handled all like that sort of like misogyny and like. Expletive, like all that sort of stuff in a way that still fit the movie and it feels like they just kind of forgot how to do that when they get to the next it's one. It's just but that... It
2: all had to do with the writer.
0: I was just yeah. about to say, well, the thing with writer, the writing... director. Like the, it, it, the There's a lot of people who like you have to be able to play it right and they knew how to do it. Well, there's
4: also a certain factor with Bordello of Blood. Is Bordello of Blood was uh, Demon Knight was a spec script that they took and decided to fold into the Tales from the Crypt mold. Hmm. Bordello of Blood was a script that they written with the specific intention of it being mm-hmm. for Tales from the Crypt. And the problem is, mm-hmm. is that it's almost like TV show in twenty to thirty minute spurts, you can handle that type of like ridiculousness yeah. and everything. When you do it over feature length, though, it gets old, it gets tiring. You start noticing how like, like I said, like I'm about to go into spoiler territory for the old blood, but like anybody's gonna fucking watch it. Um, <laughs> the movie's about a vampire brothel um, and mm, how they yeah. seduce these men and stuff. And if you thought like, and you know, you're just talking about the scene with all the topless women and everything, that is the entire film. Uh, Where it's just yeah. these guys like coming into this place, and it's like it's just total man, male fantasy of these guys getting seduced, and then 10 seconds in, they get bitten by vampires and everything else like that. And it's like, oh, it's so horrible for these guys, and yet they're having the time of their lives because they get to stay in the vampire brothel with them.
0: Yeah, it's a hard pass. Yeah, like,
4: <laughs> like, I What's like the story there. Good question. <laughs> is
3: that, yeah, is that the whole movie, or are they just in the.
4: Probably. No, it's like, there's also a televangelist who I'm, like, I'm they're trying. I, it's like, like all of you are starting to fall asleep. Yeah, yep, Dennis going. Miller is in it. At one point he gets a super so soaker uh, Cor- we the Feldmeister is in it. Corey Feldman. Uh,
2: so kind of like right. when we were last week talking about Dracula and how that movie's kind of about, about men being weirded out by women's sexuality. Yeah. That's all that movie is. Oh, it's God. like, oh, it's so dangerous to have such sex- sexual women.
4: Yeah, because they're gonna bite you. Oh, um no. Yeah, darn. What was, uh, the, what was, the, what
1: was the phrase he did in last episode? Uh, uncontained
2: bosom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bosoms uncontained. Although I
4: do know. love, um, even though it's it's not one of his better films, *Dracula*, dead and loving it. There's that great scene oh. in there where uh, Pierre McNichol gets <laughs> tempted by the women and Leslie Nielsen's passing by, and he's like, "No, no, don't turn me into a demon, please, don't turn me into a demon." <laughs> Wait. This feels kind of good. <laughs> no, no, no. Turn me into a <laughs> demon. No, like, no, no, no. Keep doing this shit to me. I don't mind. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. And, like Lizzie Nielsen's like, no, no, no. I can't have my wife get it. Anymore. Oh, come on. Like,
0: <laughs> I think that is one of his most underrated movies. But that's what like, you, know that's, that's you know special special about. Where, like, oh yeah, it's it's just it's... like what does he say? "Rog me, uh, Rog me. Like there's that. That, that movie. Cracks me up. I know it's I've not never great. Seen it. but, oh, it's so fucking no, good.
4: Yeah, there's um, like that scene where like they're making fun of the Keanu Reeves, scene where Keanu Reeves is horrified that like these three women are gonna like
3: yeah
4: rape him. Rape, yeah, 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 exactly. And then like in this movie, he's just kind of like, hey, no, I really like this.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> For me, it was just like they have like the women floating out of the room. Would you just walk already? And they're like, fine. And they land and they walk out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't seen that movie in forever. It's oh, so fucking good. <laughs> it's a fun double feature with actual watching Dracula. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's time for quotes, 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 quotes. Uh, I'm going to go first, and I'm guessing it'll be a theme of the day. It's a Billy Zane quote. <laughs> I was <gonna> say, uh <laughs> just established that everybody has a Billy Zane quote. Uh, so mine comes after uh, he gets the key, which is the bottle of blood that we didn't really talk a lot about. Um, and he's like, all right, well, I win. So he's like, well, this is over. So he just delightfully dances around the room and goes, "Come on, everybody. It's time to play. And then an arrow goes through his eye and he goes, or not. <laughs> oh, they
3: just <laughs> I love it. I have two. Um, I I do have a Billy Zane quote, and it's it's when he's he's coming at uh, Jada Pinkett at the end, and he's just like putting her in the bathtub, and he goes. You know what they say about cleanliness relationship with godliness? First thing I'm going to change. <laughs> and then um, but I also like CCH Pounder at the beginning of the movie and when she's just like, get that pussy off the table when the prostitute gets up. And she's just like, I was talking about the cat.
2: <laughs> I actually have a Hayden Church uh, I have one,
0: too, as a backup.
2: Uh, it's really in his delivery. So I don't know if I can really do it justice. Uh, it's near the beginning. Um, when they really like things are finally going down, and then he, Hayden's church just yells at uh, the main characters, going, "They're trying to kill us because of you. Who's going to protect us? You?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Right. Uh, yeah. So mine is a Billy Zane one. It's probably one that you you're gonna be guessing is the one I'll go for. But it's when he says, "Fuck this cowboy shit," and it's oh, that yeah. it's the rest of the line that like yeah. you fucking ho dunk po dunk. Well then, mo- well then they're motherfuckers, <laughs> and just his dance jig that he does with it. <laughs> I. It was late at night, and I lost my sh- I lost my shit, and I had to be like, "Okay, no one woke up. Oh, good,
5: <laughs>
4: so good." But no, and then it's the next thing that he says, and I have two quotes that I'm saying after this, where he just Go goes, up. "All right, this house is hereby condemned." <laughs> like, he's, just, <laughs> where he's just like looking at me. He's like, "He could have done this the easy way, but you no, know, fuck it. We'll have some fun." Um, I like this quote just because I love the fact that just how he says it, it's just this deep. It's just this guy who doesn't want to seem like this is a big deal, but you know it's a big deal to him just by the way he's saying it, where he goes, oh, look, he's gonna put something awful in there. Would you mind dumping it out before you place it inside? When he's talking about the thing, he's just kind of yeah. like, he's like, no, dump it out for me. I need you to yeah. dump it out. And then the other thing I love is when he goes, humans, you're not worth the flesh you're printing
0: on. Yeah, that's a good line. That's good. My, my other backup Hayden Church line was, uh, it's when the character just started to assume he was in an action movie and looks at his boss, he goes, Homer! This is for four years of minimum wage, you asshole. <laughs> it's like, oh, that hits home. <laughs> the one thing
4: with the character you yeah. can identify yeah, with. Yeah, it's
0: like, oh, I get that one. Uh, all right, so review system for today, I think, will be easy. We'll find out. Uh, campy horror movies, of course, anyway.
4: The Monster <laughs> Squad.
0: Oh, that's a mm. good one. Rock until you drop.
4: Dun, 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 dun.
0: Dance until your socks fall off. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna go pretty on the nose, but I think it works. Army of Darkness. Damn it. Uh, I had to say it before Chewie inevitably said it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, can go. Stop knowing what I do. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but I, I picked that one just because it, it's just like tonality. They're they're just they're very good like sister films. Like you could oh, watch them. Make a great double. Oh yeah. So. It, 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 they just both know what they are and they have a blast doing it. Yeah.
3: This is going to probably surprise everyone because of all the times I've said I don't like gore. Um, uh, Dead Alive. I Ooh. fucking love Dead Alive. I mean, the that's, gore in there that's is pink. Lord. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's true. Um, I kick
4: ass for the law. <laughs> I, love,
3: I, love, I love the fact, I'm, every time I watch that, there's a dinner scene in that that I'm uh. always marveled at the coverage. I'm like, it's amazing how much coverage Peter Jackson is able to get on a low budget. Like he is all, like a million shots on oh, that yeah. table. It's It's really phenomenal filmmaking.
0: I can't watch that scene. That, that fucking custard just looks disgusting. Yeah, oh, as soon as the, the, the launching arm goo, it's like, I have to skip over that. So uh, I can't handle the arm goo. It's yeah. too much for me. It's... Yeah.
2: I don't really like the zombies having sex.
0: I love the zombies having sex. And they have a baby that's just a, a little oh, person so in gross. a suit... It's the funniest fucking thing in the entire world. Especially so when he starts banging it on like the swing set. Oh my god, that movie is near flawless. By the way,
4: I just have to tell you guys, uh, Peter Jackson is one fucked up person before oh, he got to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. If you don't believe me, watch that, and then watch <laughs> his previous film. I'm, just sure, watch bad I'm taste. sure he's still bad If you can up, get
0: through way. bad taste. I
4: don't know, meet the feebles. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, you go meet the feebles over bad taste?
4: I don't, oh, if you want to, we can have a debate about yeah. it. This, <laughs> warning listeners, this one will get nasty. All right, Ooh.
2: I know what I'm just going to go with. Go for it. Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: Okay.
4: I
2: That's just, campy. Wasn't I a, yeah. love sure. demons, slash ghost things, slash whatever. Villains that play with their food essentially. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Love it. That's yeah. why I'll always mm. choose Freddy over Jason.
0: You're wrong, but that's okay. Yeah, whatever
2: <laughs> I love it when, when when the the villain, the creepy thing, is also a trickster. I love trickster gods, I love trickster villains. But you don't like, like the
0: leprechaun movies?
2: I like parts of the Leprechaun movies, but those movies get gross. I like the
0: concept of the Leprechaun
4: movies, especially him in the hood. I will say that my
2: favorite moment in all the Leprechaun movies is in space, uh, when he comes to that guy's penis and says, and that's why you always use protection. (laughs) Uh,
0: Oh, those are are some movies. (laughs) They are. There's something.
2: (laughs) But no. I love Freddy Krueger. Nice. I mean, if we could put Freddy Krueger with Billy Zane's character, I think they'd have a ton of fun together.
0: That's almost exhausting just to think Mm -hmm. about. It'd be a great road trip. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last but
1: not least. All right. uh, From dusk till dawn. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Like uh, just the level of camp and fun in that, and just, just yeah, just the way the the special effects are in there. Like I just have an equal amount of love for both. Like those that that stuff that they're doing all of
4: those would make great double features yeah yeah. um, for dust of dawn and i feel like army of darkness especially would make great double Mm. features with um demon knights Just like yeah
1: yeah, all the 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 monster designs are so great there's also a a gaping mouth like thing that eats a guy and from dust of dawn that's similar to the kid and like just such a great and like an imaginative like horror and i think that's fun it's like all one place don't lie you just like cheech Marin's monologue in it I just like the dick gun.
2: <laughs> I still have never seen this movie. There's a dick gun.
1: There's a dick gun. Tom Savini has a dick gun. Yeah, it's and it is pretty great.
2: Is it on his crotch or is oh, it just yeah. shaped like a dick?
0: Oh, it's on his crotch. Okay, yeah. actually,
4: I'm gonna say something right now. From Dust to Dawn is the good Bordello of Blood.
2: Hmm. That's okay. actually a I be- mean, that's... when you were talking about Bordello, Bread, I thought of that movie.
4: But... Only yeah, only for Dust to Dawn is it done right.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so that's it for today. That's the end of Demon Knight. Uh, Night. Night, night, uh, yeah. night. Yeah. Thank you, Chris, for choosing Demon Knight.
4: Oh, thank it was gonna be. It was between that. The other movie, in case you guys, in case you folks are wondering, if you find it at a video store, uh, they do exist still sometimes. Sometimes, um, is near dark. Was the other movie I was gonna recommend, which is Kat, it was directed by uh, somebody named Catherine Bigelow. whoever that she's is. done, yeah, what? completely women
2: ch- directors. <laughs> like, who knew she could? Do, who, who
4: knew she could make a? Has wa- she really like...
2: done anything of note? <laughs> yeah.
4: It's not like she made my all-time favorite vampire movie with that film, but
0: she made my all-time favorite vampire. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah so then next week we have Mario coming out American Werewolf in London oh classic uh, easily one of my favorite movies of all time I'm very excited to talk about it and then after that as of right now we still have Devil's Rejects but again I am waiting to see how scheduling goes uh, uh, have fun with that one
4: I'm curious <laughs> to see what your podcast says. I'm basically going to watch it like I'm just going <laughs> yeah, to fingers. Like, I don't know if I can. I'd actually be more interested in seeing all your facial reactions as that movie is being yeah. played then. <laughs>
0: I'm not a big Rob Zombie fan he, he kind of pissed me off with the Halloween remake which I know a lot of people liked. I just thought it was like Devil's Rejects is
4: saying is his best film but that's
0: not say like. Well, we'll see. Like I said, it could change based on scheduling. We'll figure that out later. Uh, So, yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
5: Bye. Bye.